Hello. We are so excited that you've decided to join us today via our podcast. There are other ways you can join. You can watch us live on Facebook and YouTube under Miracle Temple Deliverance Ministries or on our website at www.mtdm.org. You can also join us in the sanctuary at 401 North Wright Street in Burgall, North Carolina. The zip code is 28425. If you'd like to give a donation, you can simply go to our website at mtdm.org and click on that donation button. God bless you. Rooted on the inside of us, God, that when it come out of our mouths, it would be like a fire devouring everything going on around us. It would be like a hammer breaking the rocks into pieces, and it would be like a two-edged sword. So we thank you and we praise you, God, on tonight in Jesus' name. Amen, amen. We are still teaching on prayer. How many know prayer changes things? How many really know that prayer changes things? Let's see how much it's going to change on tonight. Um, Could I get two people, volunteers? Please don't be so quick to come. Kathy, you have a seat. Could I get two volunteers? Come on, Willie. Willie knew I was going to call on him. Come on, Brother Willie. He got it down pat. All right, Willie's the first volunteer. Who's the second volunteer? Well, Jennifer, you always volunteer. Can I get another one? Let's have husband and wife team. Call on him, Sister Denise. Yeah, I need another mic. We're going to call this Pass the Mic Night. How about that? Pass the Mic Night. And in passing the mic, this is what we're going to do. We are helpers of one another, right? You and Brother Willie, y'all are what? One. One in Christ. Where he's up, when he's up and you're down, he do what? When he's down and you up, what you going to do? And we do that how? Through the word of God. And how else? Thank you, Brother Willie, through prayer. Uh, can you give Sister Nisa a mic? Okay, Brother Willie, this is what I want you to do. After I uh, give you this question, um, if there's something that you cannot answer, then you say, I'm passing the mic. Okay. So this is what I want you to tell me. What is prayer? Can you get the mic? Yes. Prayer is when we communicate with God and God communicate back with us. Okay. Is your mic on? Mm -hmm. Okay. So you say prayer is what? Communicating with God and God communicating back with us. Okay. Now I'm going to pass the mic myself on this one to Sister Denise. And the reason why I'm going to pass the mic... So what did he say prayer was, Sister Denise? Communicating with God. And? God communicating back with us. Okay. So this is what I want you to do. Through what I have taught, we talked about how God communicates to us, right? How does he do that, Brother Willie? Through our spirit. Okay. You say through the spirit. But what else is it that I went over past the mic? How did God communicate? Through his word. Through his word. Okay, so give me an example. Y'all can come collaborate on a scripture that I have used with God um, communicating through the word. Now, Sister Denise, if you don't know the scripture I'm coming from, say pass the mic. Pass the mic. (laughs) Brother Willie, it's on you. It's a scripture I went over saying how God communicates through the word. If you don't know, you've got some people out there that you can pass the mic to. Pass the mic. Okay, who are you going to give it to? I didn't say you, Sisney. Who are you going to give it to, Willie? I'm going to give it to Brother Manning. Okay. You passing it to Brother Manning. So, Manning, come on up. He's passing the mic. And we're saying that God communicate with us through the word. 
So what scripture did I use dealing with God communicating with us through the word? Isaiah 55. Okay. Isaiah 55. Now, pass the mic to Sister Denise. Sister Denise, Isaiah 55, what does it say? Um, we supposed to be helpful of one another. Oh, you can, you can sit down because he done passed his... Oh, you're going to help her out. He's going to help you out. I'm, I'm going to try to help her. I think the scripture said, uh, as the snow come down from heaven mm-hmm. and, the, and the rain come down, so shall my word go out and not come back to me void. Amen. Thank you, baby. Amen. That's working together. Okay. Now we talked about he... Com- you think y'all going somewhere, don't you? Um, we talked about how he communicate... Man, where you going? He think about how we communicate through the word of God, right? A threefold cord is not what? Do we have a threefold fold cord up here? It's not easily broken, right? So we see that he communicate through the word and it said, my word will not come back to me. What? Empty, but it will go out and do what? That which I please, meaning that it will make what? It will make it happen and it will prosper in the thing that God has sent it to do. Okay, Brother Willie, you got the mic in your hand. So there's another scripture that I use dealing with, don't pass your mic, Sister Nice, I didn't ask you to. There's another scripture in the word of God that's dealing with um, the word that tells us that God communicate with us through the word. What's another scripture that I went over? If you can't think of it, you can pass the mic. Pass the mic. Okay, who you want to pass it to? I want to pass it to. Can we give it to somebody else? It can be anybody. You can Stop give it back to man. Oh, right to Bennett. Okay, brother Manning. Second <laughs> um, Timothy, three sixteen. Stop right there, Manny. Okay, now Manny, I want you to pass the mic to somebody and let them say what Second Timothy three sixteen is talking about. Who you want to pass the mic to? Anybody? You go pass it. Give it to who you want to give it to. Pass the mic. Some of them looking at their notes right now trying to remember. <laughs> they looking deep at them notes trying to remember. Sister Nisa and Brother Willis said, well, why are we still up here? Sister Nisa, you can pass your mic. Brother Willie, you can have a seat. The scripture that... Come on up, Renee. Out of that scripture, I went over several things in that scripture. I want one thing out of that scripture that I went over in 2 Timothy 3, 16. And whoever she passed the mic to can come up here. I'm paraphrasing what it says. Uh-huh. Just one part of it now. That the word of God is ins- it's inspired by God. and it's Okay. It's in what? It's useful for... No, 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 no. Hold it. I asked for one thing. You say it's inspired by who? God. What does that mean? That it's his word. It comes from him. Okay. It's it comes. man's word. It's God's word. Okay. Now, Thea, the mic was passed to you. There's another part of that uh, scripture that I went over. After it was the breath of God, inspired by God, what's the other part of it? It's profitable. And what does that mean? Uh, it benefits you. Something that profits you benefits you. Am I hearing these mics or is, is, I'm not? Yeah. Y'all hear the mics? I don't hear. I, is this on? Not for us. For you. Only. Okay. So you say this what now? It's profitable. And, you know, for rebuke. Hold it right there. It's profitable for what? Rebuke. And it's another thing I'm looking for. Pass the mic. Who want to be? Who want to pass the mic? Y'all pass your mic and, and give it to some more people. Okay, we got two more people up here. 
So we said that the word of God is used for, it is the breath of God, right? It is the word of God. And the theists say it is profitable for rebuke, but it was something else before rebuke. What is it? Instructions. Uh-huh. It is that, that part of it, but it's something before that. Correction. Correction, but it's something before that. Reproof. It's something, yeah, but it's something before that. Pass the mic. Sister Nee said it. Give it back to Sister Nee. She coming right back up here. Yep, you helping out, so you coming up here to help out. Okay, let's start there. It is the breath of God, meaning that it is inspired by God, the word of God. So when we communicate with God, we need what? The word of God. And it is useful for what? To teach. To teach. Now, Quana, tell me how um, with teaching, it was a scripture I used since it was useful for teaching. What was the scripture I used um, to give you an example useful for teaching? Um, was it John 6.63? Okay. she Is it John 6.63, somebody? Okay. Come back up here. Give him the mic, Quana. Sister Nisa, ready to sit down quick, fast, and in a hurry. It's Matthew 22. What is Matthew 22 talking about? Baseball being taught. But what is it talking about? Um, if you don't know basically what it's talking about, you got the scripture past the mic. What are you up there? <laughs> are you giving it to Terry? Yeah. All right, Terry, come get the mic. And I believe that if he can go over that scripture and say what it means, you will get your corrections. That's in there too. Teaching, correction, rebuke, right? What's in that scripture, Brother Terry? You want to pass the mic? I want to pass the mic. Pass the mic. Who are we going to with the mic? All right, come on up, Sister Deborah. Sister Nish, you won't be standing too long. <laughs> what is 22 talking about, Sister Deborah? Matthew 22. Uh-huh. It was, it's talking about um, the, the um, I, let me call, think about it. They are talking about trying to um, trick Jesus into telling them who will marry that lady when um, they get to heaven, but Jesus told them that they didn't understand the scripture. There you go. <laughs> there you go. So we got, it was used for, did anybody in that scripture see, they go teaching, they go, what else is in that scripture? Correction. It was a rebuke in that scripture. Did Jesus rebuke them for them thinking otherwise? Okay. Sister Nice, give me another scripture that I went over. Dealing with, uh, it's another thing that it does. It, it does what? Y'all said it before. In 2 Timothy 3.16. It's used for teaching, rebuke, correction, and what else is it? Pass the mic to the um, Sister Denise. Come on up here and get it, Athea. You can meet her. It's all right. Okay. Tell me how does it instruct you in righteousness. Tell me how it show you. What does that mean? Um, instruction in righteousness. Uh, when she was talking about with Matthew 22, how they was talking about, you know, there is no resurrection. Uh, and instruction in righteousness, they weren't right. They were self-righteous, thinking that they had to do something in order to, well, they were teaching the people that they had to do something in order to get to God, and instead of just seeking after the righteousness that comes through Christ Jesus. Okay, so we went over that, dealing with Second uh, Timothy 3.16. Does those scriptures wrap up Second Timothy 3.16? Does Matthew 22 wrap it up? 
And what else did we go over? Let's go over one I went over dealing with rebuke. Where, where's the scripture I went over dealing with rebuke? Do either one of y'all know? If y'all don't know, pass the mic. Okay, come on up. You say it's Galatians 2. Okay, you don't remember exactly what it said, but pass the mic for somebody to help you. We're helpers of one another. Come on, Willie. Willie. Pass it to Willie. Tell us what that's saying, Brother Willie. Galatians 2 is talking about where Paul uh, opposed uh, opposed the rest of them. You're right, Willie. The rest of the disciples, he, 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 you know, he, he opposed them to their faith. Okay, that's right. And who was who was the one, Sister Deborah, that he opposed, that Paul opposed? Peter. Peter. Why did he oppose Peter? Because he was eating with the um, Gentiles, but when the other um, believers came in, he changed on them, turned on them, um, like he wasn't with them, but he had been with them the whole time, eating and um, fellowshipping with them. Okay. Now... I want y'all to pass the mic to someone, just one person. I just need one more person for you to pass the mic to. So step and pick one more person. And thank you, Brother Willie. You can have a seat. Come on, Teresa. Oh, why you pass Teresa? Because she looked at you funny. Uh Uh-uh, come on. This is my exodus. Okay, Teresa, stand center. You heard everything that everybody said, right? Okay, now I want you to wrap up. This is the review. From the point that Sister Neesnam got up here, her and Brother Willie, what is prayer? Prayer is... Prayer is communicating with God and God communicating back to you. Um, and um, How does he communicate? Through his word. God communicates to us through his word. Um, and we can, commu- we can communicate back to him with his word. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it was... Just open your mouth and speak. Oh, okay. Don't think. And then we talked about... Um, Second Timothy was talking about what the word does or it's good for teaching us, it's good for rebuke, it's good for um, instructing us in the way that we should go. Um, I'm going to just go. The word of God, it gives us life, it gives us understanding, it gives us instruction, um, it teaches us in righteousness, um, right and wrong, um, and... What are the examples in scripture that that shows you all that, that we went over? We went over just now Galatians 2, where they were questioning God. Is that the one? Nope. Nope, that's not the one. Matthew. Uh Uh-huh, Matthew Matthew 22. Mm -hmm. When they were questioning God about who would the wife belong to um, when they were in heaven, but God rebuked them, corrected them, and taught them. And letting them know that there basically there is no marriage in heaven, um, so it really didn't matter. But he was correcting them, rebuking them, and instruct teaching them all in that. Okay. What about another one on rebuke? And you said it before. You said Matthew twenty-two. I did. Um, Galatians. Mm-hmm. And who was that involved in Galatians? Was it Peter? Uh-huh. What happened with Peter? Holy Spirit, bring back to her remembrance what you have said. What the word has said. I think you double dosing on you. I am. Uh huh. Oh, Lord. What was the 
It was a rebuke in Galatians chapter 2. And you said, there you go. Thank you, Holy Spirit. About um, eating. Um, Whenever he was, I'm going to just go, whenever he was going to eat with them and he acted one way when he was with them and another way when he was not with them. There you go. In eating of the food. Who rebuked him? You know who rebuked him. Who was there? Peter. Peter Peter got <laughs> rebuked by who? Who did Peter get rebuked by? Paul. Thank you. Now, I want you to pass the mic back to Sister Denise. Sister Denise, come back up. We do a review. Go ahead, Sister Denise. What is prayer? Prayer is communicating with God and God communicating with us. How do God communicate with us? Through his word. Okay. Give me a scripture dealing with what we went over about um, what the word does. What scripture did we go over? Second Timothy. Okay. What does Second Timothy say? Second Timothy what? Three? 3.16? What did it say? What does, what does the word of God do for us? It does what? It teaches us. It rebukes us. It corrects us. It builds us up and up and um, it builds us up in our righteous places. Okay. Now, give me a scripture dealing with um, rebuke. What do we go over with the rebuke? Genesis 2.11. Galatians 2.11. Galatians 2.11, What yeah. was Galatians 2.11 talking about? It was talking about when Paul rebuked Peter because Peter was saying that he didn't eat with the people, but he was eating with the people. So he was one way, one while when he won't with him, and he was another way when he was with him. Okay. Then what other scripture that we was dealing with, with uh, correction and um, rebuke and? There was. Jesus was talking. They were asking Jesus a question. Who was asking Jesus a question? They were asking Jesus about people being married. There you go. Okay. But I don't remember the scripture. Okay, thank you, Sister Denise. Pass the mic. Give it Sister Loretta. Come on, Sister Loretta. Meet her where she's at. You're not ready, but the Holy Ghost is. Come on, Sister Loretta. I'm going to do something different with you. It's close to the same thing, but it's a little bit different. Okay. I just want you to turn around, face forward, and speak what you heard in your spirit from everything that was said. What spoke to you? What stuck with me? Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> um, when, um, Brother Woolley was talking about... Um, Peter, Peter and Paul, that's what stuck with me. Peter and Paul, how he rebuked him. And um, when I got over, you know, because the word does rebuke us, you know, when, when we are doing things, not doing things, what we, we should be doing. And um, that's all I want. Okay. Athea, come up here. Is anybody learning anything? <laughs> Are you getting over fear as you come up? <laughs> okay, give it a mic. Athea, out of everything that everybody has said, how does this um, help the church? Give me an example. Um, it helps the church. If someone is teaching in error, then uh, the Bible says it's, that uh, the word of God is inspired, the word is inspired by God for, um, and it's profitable. You can have a seat, Sister Loretta, thank you. And it's profitable for instructions in the word of God. So um, if someone is teaching in error, then you go and, to the word of God for correction. And also, you're talking about for the whole thing. Is that what you got out of everything? Is that what hit you? 
Um, well, what hit me with everything is that prayer is very essential in the life of a believer. And uh, without prayer, there is no communication with God. God can't communicate with us, and we can't communicate with him unless we go to him in prayer. And if we don't have a prayer life, there's no communication, and we might be operating in a familiar spirit, or we might be thinking that we're right when we're wrong, like the Pharisees and the Sadducees. We'd be going by our own righteousness instead of the righteousness of God because we're not going by the word of God because we're not in prayer. And even if you are in the word of God, you're not going to get a good understanding of the word if you don't have a prayer life with God. Okay. Thank you, Thea. Through what everybody has um, said or went over, did anybody understand what was being said? Come up here, Jennifer, and tell me what you understood what was being said. Okay, so basically what, <clears throat> what was I understanding to be said is that prayer life with God is essential. We're communicating with God is essential. And that means through his word, it also means through his spirit, um, the Holy Spirit. But we learn about that through the word. And um, when we're in the word that we get teaching, um, you know, God shows us things that we don't know. And things that we think we know, we get correction on or we get rebuke on. And it also gives us um, the instruction in like how we should go, how we should proceed forward. Um, no matter what it is in life, if it's how to answer somebody or how to make a decision or how to, you know, everything we do, you know, God wants us to go to him for it. And it's essential for us because we only have our, the knowledge, we only have human knowledge and, you know, what we were raised with. And we can't depend on that because man, humans are prone to error. And God always gives us perfect advice. And so if we seek his advice, we're not going to go wrong. But we've got to, we can't just, um, when I say seek his advice, we can't just take one scripture and make a doctrine out of it, which is what, where a lot of false, um, what do you call them? Teachers. The t like the religions and all, where the false Pharisees, religions Pharisees, yeah, come talking. in. And so, um, but we also learn through the word that, that it's established by more than, you know, um, two scriptures. There's always scriptures that reference each other and back each other up onto what's going on. But it takes studying in the Word and um, to for God to show that to us and teach it to us. Amen. We can't just come up with our own conclusion. Amen. So this is where we're going tonight. I wanted y'all to do the review to see where you were. So you'll know um, where we're going. We went over how... Um, God communicates to us through what? Through the word. And we went over uh, 2 Timothy 3, verse 16, and it tells us um, what the word does, corrects us, teaches us, rebukes us, instructs us into, in righteousness. Now, tonight what I want to go over is we need the Holy Spirit in order to teach us. So we're going to talk about the Holy Spirit, which everybody probably already know. Um, but we're going to go back over it because this is a part of prayer, too, to let you know that you have a helper. Let's go to St. John 14, and I'll be reading from verses 16 through 17, and I'm coming out the Amplified, but let me read King James first. It says, And I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter, that he may abide with you forever. Even the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him, but you know him for he dwelleth with you and shall be in you. And the Amplifies it says, I would ask the father and he would give you another comforter. That means counselor, helper, intercessor, advocate, strengthener, and standby. So the Holy Spirit, he plays all of these roles. So when we need comfort, we call on the Holy Spirit. When we need a standby, we need an advocate, we need an intercessor, we call on the Holy Spirit. Jesus was going to be with the Father. And he was letting his disciples know, I'm not going to leave you alone. I'm going to give you another comforter. Meaning that when Jesus was with them, 
Jesus did all the roles of the Holy Spirit. He was there to help them. He was there to teach them. He was there to comfort them. He was there to um, be an assessor, an advocate, a strengthener, and a standby. But he said, being that I'm going to be with the Father, I'm going to ask the Father to give you the Holy Spirit. And then he says that he may remain with you forever. That means once we get born again and we accept Jesus as our Lord and Savior, we have the indwelling of the Holy Spirit, meaning that we are sealed with the Holy Spirit, even until the day of redemption. He's abiding. He's living on the inside of us. You have Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. When Jesus get what he gets from the Father, he relays it to the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit gives it to us. So in prayer, we know we have the Word, but we also have the Holy Spirit to help us when we're in prayer. We know one scripture that we go over is Romans eight twenty six that it says also... In the same way the Spirit helps us with our weaknesses, we do not know how to pray as we should or what we should pray for. But the Spirit himself speaks to God for us, intercedes with deep feelings, groanings, that words cannot explain or that are in, or that are unspoken or too deep for words. So the Holy Spirit, he, he has a duty, he has a job that he has to do. That's why we call on the Holy Spirit. Jesus left the Holy Spirit to help us. So when I go into prayer or before I go into prayer, I always say, Holy Spirit, I need you today. Holy Spirit, I can't do it by myself. This is why the Bible says he is the spirit of truth. The Holy Spirit is only going to give truth. He's only going to testify according to truth. Thy word is truth. Sanctify them in truth. Another scripture about the Holy Spirit is John 14, 26. But the comforter, the counselor, the helper, the intercessor, the advocate, the strengthener, the standby, the Holy Spirit whom the Father will send in my name and my place to represent me and act on my behalf. He will teach you all things and he will call and he will cause you to recall, will remind you of, bring to your remembrance everything I have told you. Now, what we have to understand is he's going to teach us all things. How does he teach us all things? It's through the word of God. He illuminates the word. He opens the word up unto us so he can teach us exactly what the word has to say unto us. This is why the Holy Spirit searches the deep things. He go deep. He opened the word up to us so we can get the meaning, so we can get what God wants us to have from the word. He brings the word to our remembrance what has been spoken to us. This is why it's so important that we go into the word and allow the word to go into us because for him to be our counselor, for him to be our teacher, for him to be our helper, for him to be our comforter, he's going to bring all of this from the word. And when you go into the word and you're reading the word, you're studying the word, you're meditating on the word, when you're going through some trials and tribulations in your life, the Holy Spirit, what he does, he reminds you of what the word has to say unto you. He's going to bring it back to your remembrance, what was already said. Remember when the disciples, they walked with Jesus. They were followers. They were learners of Christ. Jesus was teaching them. He was showing them and opening up the scriptures to them. He said, they, they will not be able to understand, but you will be able to understand. What I'm telling you, they won't be able to get, but you will be able to get. Why? Because they had him there to open up. Remember the parables of the ground? And Jesus began to explain it to the disciples. He began to open it up. He began to reveal it. He began to make it known. Why? Because they were a part of him. So the Holy Spirit, he's going to make the scriptures known unto us. If you going through something in your life, he's going to remind you of a scripture that you read before or a scripture that you have meditated on. He'll remind you, I'm your present help in the time of trouble. Fear not what man can do unto you. The fear of man bring a snare. But those who put their trust in me, they are safe. He will bring Psalms 91 back to you. He'll bring um, Psalms 23. 
23, the Lord is your shepherd, you shall not want. There is no lack in God. So this is what the Holy Spirit role is. So this is why I did this with Teresa. I said, Holy Spirit, bring it back to her remembrance. Holy Spirit, make it known unto her. So he's going to make known to her. It's already there because she already heard it. But sometimes we can get so antsy, we can get so much in a hurry that we don't hear him when he's speaking or we're trying to bring it out of our natural means instead of saying, Holy Spirit, this is a supernatural thing. I need for you to bring to my remembrance what the word has to say. Quicken me according to the word. He's going to bring that word back because if you've been there, if you get silent, all of a sudden, boom, bam, there it is. That's just who the Holy Spirit is. So we need the word of God. This is why we need to be in the word so we know what the word is saying. So when the Holy Spirit bring it back, we can say, that's right. That is what it says, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you for making me aware of that. So the Holy Spirit is part of prayer as well. Because while you in prayer, the Holy Spirit is going to intercede for you. How did he intercede for us? Through praying in tongues. When we begin to pray in tongue, the spirit begin to pray on our behalf. We don't know what we're saying, but we can ask for interpretation from God on what is being um, spoken. Anytime someone asks you to pray for them and you don't know what they're standing on, they just say, pray for me. I, I don't want to talk about it. Just, just pray for me. You can pray in your heavenly language. You can say, Holy Spirit, I don't know what they're in the need of. I don't know what they're going through. But, you know, God knows all things. And you're here to be my intercessor. So you begin to pray in your heavenly language and say, if it's something that I need to speak out in English, give me the interpretation to speak it forth in English. That's the Holy Spirit job because he know our weaknesses. He know the areas that we're weak in. He knows sometimes we don't know what to say or what to do. Sometimes you can just groan. You can moan it out. God hear those groans. He hear you moaning. He know all of this thing, these things that's going on with you. So we need our helper. We need the Holy Spirit to assist us. I tell him every day, I say, Holy Spirit, I can't do it without you. I said, Holy Spirit, you're supposed to walk alongside of me. I know your duties. I know what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to help me. I need you, Holy Spirit. You, you got to help me with this. I don't know what to say. I don't know how to say it. You have to let me know what to say, how to say it, and when to say it. Because right now, I'm speechless. And the Holy Spirit will help you. And he'll bring a scripture to you. To bring up to a person to enlighten them. To let them know what God is saying unto them. He will remind you of something that God had already spoken to them. That's when them gifts come in. The gifts of the spirit. That's when a word of knowledge come in. And God will use a scripture to let them know. They say, I was just reading that. See, that's God. Because you depended on the Holy Spirit. We need the Holy Spirit in order to speak correctly the scriptures that we need to speak concerning situations we just don't just go pray you don't just go pray what you do and what i have been doing is saying lord i don't know what this person going to go through today but i know you do know and i know holy spirit you know so i need for you to give me the scripture to pray over this person if I don't hear nothing right then, I just keep speaking in tongues. And then later on, a scripture will pop before. Thank you, Lord. I thank you for that. So sometimes when a person is in need of money, sometimes the first thing we do is say, may God supply all of their needs. That might not be what he wants you to pray. Because God might be taking them through something. Because they keep messing up with what they have. So God might give you a verse of scripture for them that leaves off, may God supply all your needs. The Bible says that, but it might be something that's stopping them from getting what God has already supplied. So we have to learn what to pray and how to pray. That's why we ask the Holy Spirit, how do I pray for this person? Something is going on with this person for them to be depleted month after month after month. For them to keep borrowing from Peter to pay Paul. Why, am, why do I keep on saying supply they need, supply they need when they're not doing rightly with what they have? 
So that's why you need the Holy Spirit's help to say, show me what's going on with this situation. Me and my husband have been in many situations at many times with trying to do this or trying to do that. And I'll stop and I'll say, I don't know. See, you got to get to the point of saying, I don't know. Father, I need to know how to carry this out. Holy Spirit, show us what to do and how to do it. And I, the Holy Spirit is reminding me of this when this building was being done. And all of a sudden in prayer, I had this unction. I said, something's not right. I just felt an unction. I said, Lord, what are you showing me? Holy Spirit, what are you showing me? And all of a sudden, I saw the uh, sheetrock and stuff before me. And I'm like, what's up with all this? Why am I seeing this before my eyes? And the Holy Spirit let me know. He said, they're overcharging you for the sheetrock. So I got on the phone. First, I told my husband, I said, we've been overcharged. Now, when it comes to men... Sometimes men look at women like sometimes you don't know what you're talking about because you don't know how they do their stuff. Like my I, y'all, I'm telling y'all, it's got truth. I know my husband got so tired of me doing this process, but thank God that for the patience that's with this man because everything the Holy Spirit was instructing me to do, I would go to him and say, "This right here ain't right. We got to talk to these people." And sure enough, when I had talked to the one that was doing it. I think we found out we was $10,000 overcharged. And he didn't know it. They got over on him. They were under him, so he was taking what the guy was saying for truth. And I said, I'm telling you right now, something is not right with the material. And sure enough, it was not right. We was charged $10,000 over. So this is what the Holy Spirit will do when we go to him. And when we, see, I had to go in prayer. Doing prayer, I just had an unction. Something wasn't right. And through the whole process of things that was going on, God was just showing stuff. He was showing stuff. And I remember this builder that we had, this contractor, he sat right here on this front row when this church was tore up. And God just began to pour out, to pour out. This man was not thinking about doing a big church like this. He said, i never done nothing like this before. I said, well, God said you can And guess what? God did what he said. And this is what he said. He said, I got to find the scripture because y'all talking about rebuke. Was he getting rebuked? Every minute. And this is what he told me, y'all. This is how I come up with this scripture. And this is how I knew that this man was in the word. Proverbs 27, 5. He said, open rebuke is better than secret love. That's what he told me. He bought the scripture. He said, you doing what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to open rebuke way, the way you're doing it. And this is what I'm telling you guys. God love us so much that when something is not right, you don't keep your mouth shut. You open your mouth and God's already filled it. And he's going to speak for you. And sometimes you don't have to keep apologizing. Well, uh-uh. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Can I say this? Can I say this? I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I just come out and I say what the Holy Spirit tell me to say. It is because the time I spend in prayer with God, I got to come out with something. God, I ain't spending this much time with you without you showing me something, without you revealing. The Holy Spirit will reveal. He will make known. When we get so busy and we're trying to do it ourselves, it's called self-righteousness. That means we don't trust the Holy Spirit. I'll say this. If some people are not careful, they have already put dementia on them and all hammers. How do I know? How many people said, I'll forget my head if it wasn't on me? How many people said, if I don't write it down, I'll forget it? How many people said, don't tell me nothing because I ain't going to remember it tomorrow? There go your diagnosis right there. You have the Holy Spirit. When you have the Holy Spirit, you don't have to keep writing down nothing because what he wants to be told, he's going to remind you and you're going to be able to tell it. But if you keep saying, I'll forget my head if it wasn't on me. If you keep saying that, oh, I'm about crazy. Come on. We do, oh, I'm about crazy. Don't even know what I'm took and said. What did I say? 
What did I do with that? I'd lose everything if it wasn't stuck to me. (laughs) Just lay hands on Jennifer's head right now. In the name of Jesus. Jennifer Porter has the mind of Christ. Let this mind be in Jennifer, which was also in Christ Jesus. Look at her right there going through something right now. <laughs> I'm talking and she's flipping and probably still writing. Mm-hmm. We have a helper. We have one that will teach us, that will show us, that will bring things to our... Y'all, it wouldn't be so hard for us if we let him help us. That's a part of pride. I believe sometimes we figure, Holy Spirit don't know. That's what we say. We grieve him. We quench him. Because we think we've been doing it like this for so long. That's the way it needs to be. But we need to get quiet. And we need to get to know the Holy Spirit. Because he's the one that Jesus left with us. He knew that we needed a helper. He knew we needed an advocate. He knew we needed a counselor. He knew we needed him. And that's why we have to take the time and say, Holy Spirit, here I am. What you got to say today? What's up, Holy Spirit? What do I need to know today? In order for me to see what God see and do what God does, I need your help. I cannot do it by myself. So we see in 1426, it says he is, um, he teaches us. He brings things to our remembrance. How do he bring things to our remembrance? It's through the word of God. That's how he does it. Um, John 1526, again, it says, but when the comforter, the counselor, the helper, the advocate, the intercessor, the strengthener, the standby comes, whom I will send to you from the Father, the Spirit of truth, who comes, proceeds from the Father, he himself will testify regarding me. The Holy Spirit is not going outside of the Word. He's going to bear witness to what the Word is saying. He is not a liar. He's not the Spirit of error. He's the Spirit of truth. So that's why we have to at times say, I bind the Spirit of error. And I loose the Spirit of truth. In this house, because sometimes people can deceive you so much, it seems like it's true, but it's not true. This is why you have the Holy Spirit to say, Holy Spirit, is that the truth? And he'll probably say nothing but the truth. You should know the truth, and the truth should make you free, except truth today. Then John sixteen thirteen through 14, it says, But when he, the Spirit of truth, the truth-giving Spirit, comes... He will guide you into all the truth, the whole full truth. The Holy Spirit going to give you the whole full truth. He ain't leaving nothing out. Your husband may look at you and just lie. Thank God we don't have no lying husbands. Yes, we do. Sometimes we have lying wives too. Honey, did you spend that money I left in the bank? Well, honey, what make, don't, don't, we don't answer them with whole truth. We try to put in some little phrases. Well, honey, um, are you missing some? They ain't what he asked you. <laughs> honey, I'm just asking, did you spend that money in the bank? Well, you sure, did, did you check the bank again, honey? Did you spend the money that was in the bank? Well, did you spend it? You still ain't answering me yet, honey. Did you spend the money that, that was put in the bank? Why are you blaming me for money? You still ain't answered me, honey. Did you spend the money that was in the bank? Well, we won. Did you or didn't you? No, I ain't spent no money. Well, honey, I was giving you the opportunity to tell me the truth, the whole truth, nothing but the truth. But you sat up here and told me you didn't spend the money. But it shows a withdrawal here. And me and you the only ones that, you know what, honey, I think somebody ripped us off. One lie after another lie. You need to go check with that bank. Somebody used our card. I'll, I'll tell you what I do, baby. I'll just tell them to cancel my card and you don't have to worry about it no more. And they send me a new card. Next month, he go the same problem. Well, honey, what happened this month? The Holy Spirit going to tell you the whole truth. Nothing but the truth. We, we leave out a little to keep from telling the whole truth. 
Well, honey, baby, when you get them shoes? Come on, man. Now, I've been wearing these shoes for about a month now, and you act like you ain't seen these shoes. But when you get them back, didn't I say I've been wearing them for a month? No, you ain't wearing them for no month. You lied. You just got them yesterday. Why, women, are we so afraid to tell our husbands the whole truth, nothing but the truth? Or why, men, we're afraid to tell our wives the whole truth, nothing but the truth? Well, baby, I thought it was okay. Your money is my money. My money is your money. But that was like bill money, man. Whole truth, nothing but the truth, and knowing the truth will do what? Make you free. So the Holy Spirit is only going to speak, for he will not speak his own message on his own authority, but he will tell whatever he hears from the Father. He will give the message that have been given to him, and he will announce and declare to you the things that are to come that will happen in the future. He will honor and glorify me because he will take of, perceive, draw upon what is mine and will reveal, declare, dis- disclose, transmit it to you. Ain't, isn't the Holy Spirit awesome? He's going to give us everything we need when it comes to the word of God. So this is why we need to depend on the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, he will let us know what's going on around us, what's going on in us. He's there to help us. So we need to call on the Holy Spirit, even in prayer, to bring to our remembrance what we need to be praying. What word do I need to speak over this person, Holy Spirit? That's why I'm going back. We need the word, y'all. We cannot do it without the word. Because how can the Holy Spirit reveal anything to you without the word? He testifies only dealing with the word. He only bear witness to the word. Let's start calling on the Holy Spirit. Because he's our helper. He's our teacher. He's our standby. He's our advocate. He's our strengthener. We cannot do it by ourselves. We need his help. And I'm going to tell you something. Sometimes we got to quit crying out and wailing and act like we've been with God. Sometimes it is good to cry and wail and weep. Yes, it is. But then the Holy Spirit tell us, rise up. He'll tell us, get up. Peace be still. Begin to speak the word of God over your situation. He'll remind us. He'll take us back through the years. Or where we were and where God has brought us from. Do you, have you forgotten? Have you forgotten what God done for you then? What makes you think that God has not done it now? He reminds us. He brings to our remembrance. So let's start depending on the Holy Spirit even in prayer. Because we need his help. Amen. To God be the glory. Do we have any more announcements? Not any more, but do we have any? Any announcements? Anything? Wasn't that an inspiring message? Thanks for listening to the end. Join us every Tuesday for Bible study and every Sunday for service. We're looking forward to hearing from you as well. Feel free to reach out to us via the website at www.mtdm.org. God bless you and we'll see you next time.